So this morning we actually, uh, as you see here, we have a small portrait. Uh, it's of Benedict, Pope Benedict XVI. Uh, he did pass away yesterday. Uh, we do in great, um, in great mercy, we pray for the repose of his soul. Um, I know I very much appreciated everything that he has done. Um, at, when I was in seminary, he was my Pope and all of his writings were, were so deep and so beautiful. So, um, every Pope has their own charism or their own strength. For him, I really think it was his writing. So if you've never read anything or just look up some expert uh, excerpts of it, but, yeah, Pope Benedict in his writing. So we thank him very much for all of his skill, um, all of his theology, his philosophy. And today we celebrate uh, Mary. So we t- celebrate the title Mary, Mother of God. Because there are so many people who don't understand Mary, today is going to be like a lot of little points about her. You see, Christ needs you to correct the misunderstandings and confusion about Mary because her place in the church is so beautiful and so so key to a lot of people's faith, but it needs to be corrected. So today, let's just begin with who is Mary. And then second, we're going to look at that title, Mother of God, and what does that mean? And then finally, we'll think about the role that she can play in each of our lives. So first, who is Mary? And to talk about Mary, you can't do it without talking about God first. After humanity broke the face-to-face relationship that we had with God, God the Father said, I am going to come to repair this. And the way that God did this was so beautiful. It was actually a great reversal. It was through Adam and Eve that they broke the relationship. So God did this great reversal of Adam refused to lay down his life for the truth. And so through this man, sin came into the world. So then through one, Jesus, sin was destroyed. And then Eve said no to God's plan. And then Mary said yes to God's plan. The thing is, God is all powerful. He could have fixed the relationship between us on his own, completely on his own. But the thing was, he's so generous. He actually asked a human to help. He asked humanity, like, do you want a part in your own salvation? I always related this to the fact of growing up when my dad was building a house. When I was really young, I couldn't frame yet. I couldn't drywall, but I could be his gopher. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Go for a hammer, go for more nails. Have you heard of that one? Anyway, so I would be his gopher. And even though he could have done that stuff, he included little me so that anytime we drove by a house, I could say like, I helped build that house. It was so It just enlivened my life and made it like, yeah, I did something big. So the same thing goes for us. We humans, we're too small to repair the relationship between God and us. But God the Father allowed us to take part in it. And he did that through Mary, through her yes, her total willingness to help. Jesus, our Savior, was born. So that's the first part. Who is Mary in general? But now let's look at that title, Mother of God. I would say you have to know how to defend this title because a lot of our Protestant uh, brothers and sisters are uncomfortable with this. In fact, they're so uncomfortable with it, they say that we even worship her. So let's look at this title, Mother of God. So the basic rule of thumb is this. This is just a progression that you can use to explain it. You can ask people, Do you believe that Jesus is God? Yes. 
Do you believe that Jesus was born of Mary, like Mary is the mother of Jesus? Yes. If you put those two things together, that's why we call her mother of God. Simply that, done. So hopefully that can help people just kind of clarify that, you know, we're not saying that God, all of God, the Father and everything was born, but but Jesus was. I think the person who summed it up best, excuse me, best is Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta. She said simply this, no Mary, no Jesus. It was so simple. She just cut to the heart of things. She just said that the reason that we are able to come into contact with God, Jesus, because he has a body, is because of Mary. Mary, like all mothers, give their children their body. Isn't that a miracle if you stop to think about it? It's their moms are building their children's body, and Mary is no different. Mary gave Jesus his body. So, no Mary, no Jesus. And because we acknowledge this great thing, this is the next part, we have to correct the fact that we do not worship Mary. There are two words in the church, latria and dulia. Latria is reserved for God. God, Latria means worship. We reserve it for God alone. What I worship means I place it at the center of my life and I would sacrifice even my life for it. And that's just for God, latria. Mary gets the second thing, dulia. Dulia just means respect or honor or esteem. In fact, because she helped God by giving him his body, we in the church say she gets hyperdulia, the highest respect that a human can get. So never worship, but our highest respect. And now this is our last point. What can Mary do for you? You see, Mary was the first Christian. She was the first human to believe that God could become human. So the first one to believe in Jesus. So she is meant to be our model and our example. Think about it. When an angel came to her and said, hey, this is going to be the plan. I'm sure Mary had some fear and confusion and even thought like, I don't see how this is going to work out, God, but I'm still going to say yes. Jesus is the same for us. Jesus gives us a way of life, but it's the exact opposite of how the world out there lives. Everyone else out there is doing X, Y, and Z, and Christ is telling us, no, that's harmful for you. It's going to hurt you emotionally, spiritually, for your own health. Don't do X, Y, and Z. So for us, this might just be like like God's plan to marry It might seem confusing. It might seem like, are you sure this is the best way? But just like Mary, we have to trust. Trust that God actually has your best interests in mind. God definitely wants you happy and he wants you healthy. So the way of life that he is proposing and giving to us, we may feel like Mary when when the angel came to her and be like, are you sure this is the right way? But if you can work on that trust, it's going to do the same thing for you. It'll be his way of life will be reparative. It'll guide you. It'll give you purpose and you will feel fulfilled. So Christ's way of life is pray, connect to him a little bit each day. Learn more about him. Read about him in sacred scripture. Use confession. Use the sacraments. 
And these are the basics. Again, we might think it's tough and uncertain how they can help. So ask Mary for the encouragement in her example. That's what Mary can do to you. She can help you trust and encourage you by her life and her example. If this young woman can trust her whole life over into God's hands, maybe we can too. So overall today, we looked at who Mary is. She was a simple peasant girl, but but God asked her to help in our salvation. And simply remember this, no Mary, no Jesus, in which she became the mother of Jesus, who is God. So then we don't worship Mary because worship is for God alone, but we do honor and thank her. And lastly, Mary is the first Christian, so she should be our model and guide on how to accept God's plan, God's way of life. So accept this way of life and it will change us for the better a little bit each day. So now the second half of this Mass as we turn to the Eucharist. We're going to ask Mary to guide us to her son even more. He is present under the appearance of bread and wine, but we ask her, help us to have that trust, help us to follow her example, to do everything to lead us to her son.